Alright, listen up. If you're not happy with the way your site's performing, give me a call. Or you can just check out uh, my free webinar, Why All E-Commerce Sites Fail. Uh, it's at nadimo.com slash free. N-A-D-I-M-O dot com slash free for the free webinar. Check it out now. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, thanks for joining today's call with your host, Brandon Moscow, of course. And today I'm excited. We have Anand Kishore. He's the CEO and founder of Aspire IQ. Um, I'm really excited to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining us today, Anand. And great, to, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I think it'll be interesting because you've got a real um, belief in community, uh, form building a community within e-commerce and basically that being a foundation of e-commerce and moving forward. Um, and I really like to talk to people whenever I'm talking to people about their e-commerce ventures and stuff. I'm trying to get them to get a little bit more in touch with their customer and, and moving away from the digital you know, aspect of things being, and when I say digital aspect, I'm talking more along the lines of being very pro programmatic, uh, pragmatic as well. And just that whole feeling of you're only in an, in a, you know, you go on a, on a website and you just feel like you're just on a online catalog, so to speak. I think we move well beyond that in today's day and age um, to being more experiential and that sort of thing. And that's just my own take on it. And I, the reason I'm excited to have you on the show is because I really wanted to hear your take on it and, and that sort of thing. So I'd love it if you can kind of just touch on that overall per perspective of what we just spoke about. Uh, in regards to community prior to the show and then so we can bring people up to speed and then you know we'll just jump into a little bit more conversation around this topic yeah sounds good um yeah maybe maybe as a quick background uh you know founded a company called aspire iq about seven years ago um we're a community intelligence marketing solution uh really focused in on empowering brands to identify and nurture their high value relationships um, and, and build community uh, uh, communities of all types. And, you know, we started out uh, back in 2013 as an influencer marketing platform where, you know, at that point, influencer marketing was really just uh, getting started as a, uh, as an industry. Um, and, and we were the first real software solution to, to, you know, be available at that time. And, you know, the, the interesting thing about influencers, you know, at that point was that they were foundationally just people who were creating content and putting it out there uh, online. And as a result of doing that and doing it consistently, they were earning an audience and building a community uh, of people that, that resonated and that they connected with. Um, it was fascinating to see how brands were able to tap into that to drive growth for their own business. You know, companies like Stitch Fix and Ipsy and Birchbox, um, you know, from the very earliest days were tapping into these um, content creators and their communities to, to drive growth and retention. And so, you know, as we started to build the business, we realized that uh, there was an opportunity here to really um, step in and provide a platform to help uh, brands connect with these people and uh, grow their communities of influencers. Um, over the years, what, what you know, we've evolved into is, is really just being a system of record for all communities. So uh, in addition to influencers, you know, allowing brands to connect with their customers, their affiliates, their distributors, 
um, employees, uh, you know, really anyone that matters to them in, in any context, anyone that is high value that orbits the brand uh, to nurture those relationships to, to drive both growth, retention, product feedback, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. It's really quite interesting because you've mentioned two things there that really stood out to me, influencers, but you also mentioned affiliates um, and those types of things. And, and I've been working with a lot of customers and trying to bring those two things to a more holistic approach. I guess that's kind of my biggest question um, is how would you how would you suggest, you know, various e-commerce companies start building their community if they haven't already or or areas they should be focusing on specifically to help build these communities of, of like you said, high value people? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I think, uh, you know, one of the reasons why um, we, one of, one of the most valuable parts of our platform from day one has been around discovery. So, Really understanding, you know, who is out there um, that uh, is an advocate for your brand is, is step one. Um, you know, to, to building any community, you have to be able to connect with your top one percent or top five percent or top ten percent, um, uh, you know, fans who are passionate advocates and, and really um, excited about what you're building. Um, the 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 process there is is really oftentimes much more about empowerment than um than you know really extraction i would say so companies that do this really well and and, and are able to build community oftentimes are focusing in on uh, identifying these people and then nurturing those relationships and and really empowering them and and investing in them uh so you know we get the question a lot of how do you build a community and oftentimes the answer is actually that your customers or your fans have already figured that out. And what you need to do is actually just empower them and facilitate it. Uh, and so I think a lot of times the, the first step to building a community is actually just listening uh, to see what's out there and, and, and what you can um, empower. You mentioned the word empowerment. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Um, I guess in the sense of... Yeah. Like, yeah, just elaborate a bit for me because I'm just, I'm personally, I mean, I'm intrigued by what you're saying, but I'm also a little bit confused by, like, how do you go totally. about empowering them? Yeah, you know, a couple couple examples come to mind. Um, you know, Glossier, which is a, obviously a, a, a really successful e-commerce business uh, that has um, really leaned into community from day one is a, is a perfect example. They started out as a blog. Um, focusing in on uh, cosmetics products, and Emily Weiss, who's the founder, had built, you know, built a incredibly passionate following um, over the course of uh, several years, um, and you know that blog ended up becoming a platform for them. It was called Into the Gloss, and they ended up, uh, you know, starting to sell products uh, many years into, uh, into that journey. And, and that now that, that company Glossier, um, you know, is doing north of a hundred billion in revenue and, and growing incredibly quickly. But even today, if you, if you were to talk to them, they would point to the fact that community is at the core of, of, of what matters. And, and when they think about that, it's really about creating a sense of belonging for their customers. Um, so, you know, their customer profile is, you know, young women who are, you know, seeking a sense of belonging, friendship, uh, connection, 
et cetera, et cetera. And, and the core of what Glossier is empowering is, is that as a business. They're creating uh, a safe space for young women to, to connect. And, and that has been the key driver for them. You know, another example that I think is, you know, very different, but also interesting from a community perspective is a company called Notion, which is, um, you know, up and coming enterprise software company based here in San Francisco, a totally different industry. But they they have a, you know, really uh, elegant note taking app that um, their customers have taken, uh, that, that their customers just really love and are really passionate about. And, you know, one example there was one of their customers actually volunteered and, and translated their entire help uh, center into French and submitted it just through the support at notion.com email. And, uh, and, you know, Notion took that, uh, connected with the, with the guy who did it, uh, featured him, promoted him, and, and really just, you know, uh, invested in that relationship after, after they had shown so much interest. So I think it's, you know, little things like that where you can identify people who really care about what you're doing and then figure out ways to amplify their voice or um, support them in whatever way you can. I think that that's kind of the first step to building that community. It's really about building that, you know, one-to-one -one trust and, and depth of relationship. Hmm. It's quite interesting, actually, that the last example, I think, is it just touches me in the way that I, I'm able to kind of relate that to a lot of you know the customers that we work with and then people out there in general i mean if you're if you're loyal to a brand or even you know you you like a specific brand maybe not loyalty is not the right word but you know you i like what you said about orbit around a brand that's kind of a very unique twist to the wording but i quite liked it um you know if i'm orbiting around a brand and that brand finds out that something i've done with with whatever it is know or you know and then they reached out to me and they start to you know include me or help me in some way outside of just the product or just that inclusion or that empowerment like you said a lot you know, empowering me to 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 grow or build it in the direction however as long you know if you're reaching out to me and connecting with me um that's gonna yeah it'll build such a strong connection and i think it's if you're doing that and you have a community of people around that, then they're going to start spreading the word of your, your business. Like you talk about influencers, but I mean, it, it trickles down, right? You've got that trickle down effect too, where it becomes a big, powerful word of mouth piece as well. Um, and yep. it's just, it's such a very strong component that has been, it has been missing for many years in e-commerce. It's been missing in commerce in general, um, but it's always been there with the strong brands. Um, and I think the more that people can start to kind of figure that out and start to, you know, it, it just, it's just going to continue to grow um, in that sense. And it's just going to allow you to feel more part of something bigger. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think I think one of the key elements there is is that it, it doesn't always need to be a big thing, right? Just just reaching out and uh, having a a one to one dialogue, or or you know, oftentimes even just asking for for output from folks can even be a way of investing in that relationship. It makes them feel valued. So you know, one of the things we've seen from brands that we work with is you know sometimes just tapping into your customers and asking them for content or asking them for feedback. Uh, even though technically you're putting them to work, uh, oftentimes, you know, they, they actually feel 
uh, valued, right? It feels like their their opinion or, or uh, their perspective is, is, is important and that you're taking into consideration. And that's enough to earn a lifetime fan um, because, you know, you took that time to, to actually reach out and, and connect with them. So it, it doesn't always have to be like a big thing. It doesn't need to be, you know, uh, uh, featuring them on your homepage or anything or in yeah. social media. Even. It, it, can, it can just be, you know, small, simple things that, you know, in the long run add up to, to really create that, create that sense of brand affinity and, and loyalty that, that you're talking about. And I think maybe the last piece there is to your point about, uh, you know, everybody being able to become an advocate. I think, you know, we, we, we firmly believe that, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's an influencer, uh, whether that's, you know, to your group of best friends or your, uh, your, you know, if you're Kim Kardashian with millions of followers, everybody has a circle, a circle of influence, whether that's online or offline. And, and really the, the brands that stand the test of time are, are, are the brands that are able to build that foundation of, uh, you know, thousands or millions of people who are those passionate advocates and, and are, are going to be constantly uh, evangelizing for, for that company um, over time. So I think, uh, you know, I think that that really can form a very strong foundation that in many ways is, is uh, recession resistant uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera, just given it's, um, it's so sturdy. It is very sturdy. And it goes back to, you know, when you're, they always talk about, you know, the roots of your tree or, you know, whatever you want to talk about, having a strong foundation is essentially what, what this is, helps you build. And in, in it's not just in your marketing perspective, but as a business as a whole. Um, and I always preach to anybody I talk to and on the podcast often and, have you um, to my to my followers as well that you have to have a strong foundation and and then going back to one of the things you said there too about everybody is is an influencer uh, and you mentioned from best friends to Kim Kardashian right and I think for those who are smaller and starting out getting your best friends involved in any way uh, is absolutely critical and because that's how I think and personally you can build your business exponentially just starting there um, and, and I really mean that from that perspective I mean you just start with you know reaching out to anybody and everybody from your best friends to your first couple customers um, and just keeping them all very close to you and, and, and asking for their output like you said asking for their input is important but I like what you said about asking for their output because that helps to uh, to feel to have them feel like it matters even to a greater extent. Yeah, and I think maybe maybe one thing just drawing it back out a little bit is is you know as much as community can be very fluffy and and a uh, vague topic, uh, I think one of the things to keep in mind is that it it, it very much is something that can drive real value and um, you know especially when you're using a platform. Or if you're able to use a, a solution to uh, scale, um, you know this is something that doesn't need to be, uh, you know, small, right? Uh, Glossier yeah. does north of 100 million in revenue, and they would still argue that community is at the core of everything that they uh, that they do. You know, Salesforce in the B2B world, which is obviously obviously totally mm -hmm. separate, would argue that community is core to their business, and, and they're obviously a 100 billion dollar plus company. Um, you know, so this doesn't need to be a small thing. It, it just needs to be, you know, the time you, when you're, when you're thinking about community, it's, it's about 
first designing how you're how you're identifying these personas. Who are these people that matter to you? Um, what do they represent? Um, why are they important to you? Are they great at product feedback? Are they great at advocacy? Are they great at um, you know uh, content creation? Um, you know, there's so many different ways that you can see value from a community member. Identifying that um, and then thinking about the program that you're going to implement with them, uh, with that persona, right? So uh, how are you going to take them from being an interested part of your community to becoming a true community champion? And there are different ways to do that, different engagement models. And, and um, you know, we, we reference this thing called a commitment curve. You know, what are you asking the community member to commit to over time? And those commitments get greater and greater as you get them more bought into what you're doing. Uh, but the end state of that is, you know, you want to have uh, a variety of different personas, all of whom uh, end up as co as community champions for you that are really, uh, you know, leading the drumbeat um, for your community going forward. And I think you know, as you do that and, and you scale that, that becomes an incredibly powerful channel for both growth and retention, which, again, coming back to the bottom line at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's about generating revenue and it's about ma maintaining your customer relationships and you know, this can be something that uh, uh, is, is, is incredibly valuable to do that. I like what you said about the community champions and, and, uh, and the, was it the commitment curve you called it? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. That was quite interesting. Um, so you're, what you're suggesting there is having, you know, different commitment levels from, from various um, like high, high value individuals. And, and increasing that level of commitment as you proceed. Exactly. Yeah, I think you know, effectively, the, the way to think about it is when you're onboarding a relationship, you don't want to you don't want to ask them for too much early early stage. You need to earn their trust and and build right. that relationship. So you know, the early early forms of commitment might even just be accepting like a free product from you, right? So it's not even it's not even something that they're doing necessarily or they're committing to. It's just actually something that you're doing for them because. You know, there's no sweat off their back for that. But over time, it might be, hey, you know, we'd love your pro your input on our new product, uh, which you know is relatively lightweight, but but requires some time from them and and is a commitment. The next you know phase might be, we'd love to have you create some content for us, some you know photography or written content or video content. That might be a higher level of commitment. You know, eventually it might be, hey, we'd love to have you come to this event. Um, or, uh, you know, be a part of this panel. Like there's so many different kind of engagement models that you can, um, you can deploy with, uh, within any relationship. And, uh, it's kind of thinking about, okay, what, what are these different commitment levels and, um, how do we walk them down the path to becoming, you know, at the end state, somebody who feels like, Hey, one, this brand really values me as a person. And, um, and, and as a result, I'm going to really value them and, and invest in this relationship as well. So. It becomes a two-way dialogue or two-way relationship. Hmm. Uh, you know, one one last thing there is just in you know in terms yeah. of uh, is a lot. Of, I know a lot of your listeners are e-commerce related. Obviously, you know, I think in general, what's happened in in marketing is invariably it's you know what is old is new again, right? And and I think word of mouth has always been the most powerful channel for growth. Uh, it's always the best way to grow any business um, because it's the cheapest form of customer acquisition. Um, I think, you know, we had this pendulum swing towards performance marketing and, uh, you know, Facebook ads and Google AdWords and, you know, Amazon, et cetera, et cetera, to, to think about um, growth. And that became, you know, the, uh, 
the flavor of the day or maybe the flavor of the decade, I guess, for uh, mm-hmm. the last decade. But I think, yeah. um, you know, now, now, now that all of that is, is commoditized at some level, it's no longer enough to just be running paid ads, right? Uh, everybody's running Facebook ads. Everybody's running Google AdWords. Um, you know, the incremental optimizations there, you know, obviously are, are, you have to be thinking about that. You have to be doing it. It's table stakes. But everybody's doing that. And, and I think yeah. in many ways, the companies that are actually now at the cutting edge are actually companies that are going back to the back to basics um, and thinking about ways to actually grow their business in, in much more organic uh, ways um, uh, driven by real relationships and real community. Um, and I think, you know, that that's it, it's going to take some time for that to flow through the entire market. But I think the companies that, that adopt that are going to really adopt that framework uh, are going to do really well over the next decade. Just wondering if you had any final words of wisdom. Uh, no, yeah, I think this is, this is great. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. I think, uh, you know, the, the, the biggest uh, element of, I think the biggest element of any business is, you know, business is just driven by relationships. So, you know, the more you can be um, investing in those and, and, and nurturing them, I think, you know, the better, uh, the better, things will be. So um, awesome. I think that would be it. Uh, maybe right, the last thing then, would be, you know, obviously if, if folks are interested in learning more, um, you can check us out at aspireiq.com slash e-commerce dash all-stars um, for more info. Oh, perfect. Okay. Well, I'll put those in the show notes and that was actually, you saved me the hassle of asking the question. Um, thanks again for being on the show today, Onan. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you. I think you gave everybody a lot of value and uh, really appreciate your time. Perfect. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it.